Creating the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Waff. It's Kickstart. Second Kickstart for September, September 12th. 9-12. Yeah, something happened yesterday. Oh, I can't remember what it was. It was the uh, 21st anniversary of 9-11. Oh, well, I was just being the smart ass, really. Or <laughs> no, was it football? Or, or was foot the first day of football? The start of the NFL well, first, season. first Sunday of NFL season, yeah. Right, we already had a game on Thursday, and the Rams lost. Yeah, defending Super Bowl champs go down. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it was in Buffalo. It was terrible. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to. I had to work that night, so I got to see that. Well, you know, it's better get that one out of the way. <laughs> it's better to lose that and go and that and yeah, go lost week one than to be like fifteen and zero and then yeah, all that pressure they put yeah. On. I hate. I hate when fan bases do that shit too. As soon as you go, oh, all right, we're gonna go undefeated. I hate that shit. Just stop it. We're going to beat the Delta. No, no, you're not. And then you got to listen to Larry Zonka and Mercury Morris come on and shit talk and blah, blah, blah. You don't want to do that. Who wants that? Not me. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a Dolphins fan anyway. Well, you, you did something on Thursday you mentioned last week. So talk about what you did on Thursday. Oh, hey, hang on one second. Let me, uh, let me just close this window because it's. Blowing hot air in here. Hang on. Hot air window. Because it's hot as balls. Well, actually, it's, it's it's not hot. It's just nasty humid today because it's been like that for the last few days. It's currently 82 degrees. This time in the last week and a half, two weeks, it's been like 100 at this point. And it's been hot. It's been super shitty. And, we, and we're going to get more rain this afternoon, too. Because... All right. Well, hey, man. Uh, Thursday night down at the old Orpheum downtown Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, man. Pavement. 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 Yeah, man. Second night of the tour. Kicked off in San Diego on Wednesday. And then, uh, man, they did three sold out nights down at the Orpheum. And, uh, man, everything you'd want to hear and more. And they sounded amazing. Did I say that already? Because they did. And it's funny because, you know, it's not easy to sing like that for 30 years, you know, right. your voice starts to fall off, but, and, and he, and Steven looks exactly the same, dude. Like literally his hair is a little grayer, but he's, I mean, it, he looks like, you know, he must live in a coffin and drink blood or something. I, you know, <laughs> never see those guys during the day, but uh, yeah, man, it was, it was a great show and uh, film school opened up. Um, they went on, you know, they went on around nine, played till nine forty-five. pavement didn't go on till 10, 15. And then you do the math, 26 songs later, it's a late night, but fun. Just walked outside. It was still, you know, 90 degrees outside. Because <laughs> uh, LA is experiencing a heat wave. I was wondering if anybody, you know, if anybody I knew went to Elisa Keys last week, because I heard that, I heard the shows were amazing. Yeah. I asked around. I didn't hear anybody that, that had gone. I talked to people at work and nobody had seen it. So it's kind of a bummer. I was hoping somebody would have. <laughs> It's LA. So, you know, it's, it, it's weird. Like, do people even, you know, and nobody, I, I, I've talked, mo most people I talked to, like, well, I didn't even know they were, uh, I didn't even know she was playing. I'm like, well, if you had listened to our show last week, you would have known. <laughs> and you could have gone. But uh, I'm sure it was great. But yeah, man, pavement, like, dude, I'm like, I, I would have gone, if it wasn't such a haul and such a pain in the ass, I would have probably gone one more night. I could have done it because I hadn't seen them in, it's like 2002, three. Something like that. Right. It's been, it had been a long time. And the Orpheum is a great place to see a show, man. Yeah. Funny because, you know, I've been going to shows since I was like fucking 12. <laughs> and, right. uh, 
you'd like now you walk inside and there's a jar full of earplugs <laughs> and uh and this show they were giving out water like two you know free water bottled water like you know two per person wow yeah right so i mean it was, it was super hot outside but you know it's you know kind of like people taking care of people you know here's some earplugs here's some water don't blow up your ears and don't pass out from you know <laughs> Yeah, we talked about Duran Duran last week, and uh, I was hoping to maybe pick up tickets at the last minute and just family stuff kind of got in the way of that possibly happening. And like we noted, it was hot, but it, it cooled down. And the, you know, the, I say that it wasn't as hot, but the problem is it was humid as fuck here. It was so gross and still is. And they got rained on like the first night at Duran. Like <laughs> they got rained on actually two nights. Mm-hmm. It looked like a, you know, it looked like it was a good show, but it, I looked at the set list after um, some people I follow on Twitter had gone had posted some uh, videos of their show, uh, Instagram as well. They, the set list isn't what I would have expected. It was weird because they didn't have any, there was no songs from Big Thing on there, which surprised me. It looked like the same set list from the last time I saw him, honestly. It looked like, yeah, it looked, it was very, I don't know, Niles, Nile Rogers opened uh, on this show, on this, on this, on the, all three nights. And he joined them for one or two songs during their set. Mm -hmm. Um, Notorious being one of them, of course, because he produced that record along with, uh, what else did he produce for them? Um, He also produced Red Red Carpet Massacre. I don't think there's like, no, not, not Red, not Red Carpet Massacre. It was the 2015 record. um, Oh, right. Came out because when I saw him, Paper Gods Paper, is that the record? Yeah, Paper Gods, right? Yeah, Paper Gods. Yeah. Yep. Because the because no, see, number was Red Carpet the one where Andy Red Carpet Massacre is the one that Justin Timberlake I think produced, right? Isn't that the one with Justin Timberlake and Timberland? Oh, right. They do that skin divers skin. That's what it also has the man who stole a leopard on it. Maybe no, that's a different one. You know, all you need is now. I forgot all about that too. Jeez, all you need is now is the one that has uh, the man who stole the leopard. Yeah, yeah. Red Carpet Massacre is good. Those records, yeah. those records are all good, dude. Yeah, Everything right. from Astronaut up until even the one that came out last year. Uh, yeah, there, I think Future Past has a, has a lot of good tracks on it. Oh, but I was bummed about a lot of people feel like the song Invisible, which was the lead single. I mean, how I many that, that, that we talked about on the show? That single came out way before the record did, way before the record, like yeah. eight months or six months. It was a really long time. Yeah. I'm like going, well, and what happened when the album came out? Every song was different than it because they weren't even, they weren't even close to being done with it. I think they dropped that single to see what the temperament would have been for just the waters. Yeah. For yeah. is it how receptive are people going to be from the, for the song? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I think it's funny though. I mean, and they did do Invisible at the show. It was one of the songs from the new album that they that they covered. Um, but it was, I don't know. It was. I looked at. I looked at. I'm like, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't have hated going. <laughs> I would have enjoyed going. But I was looking. I was. There was a bunch of songs in there that I would have expected them or would have anticipated them playing. And they just didn't. It's not. And it's not just based on right. My my desires. It's just their history. But I didn't go to that 2015 tour like you did, so I wouldn't have recognized that set list when you know at first sight. Yeah, but yeah, it was kind of yeah, kind of a bummer. Here's how I felt in 2015: like I could have left after Nile Rodgers opened. He was so fucking good, dude. I was oh, like, dude, I, yeah. I felt like I got a full night of music, and I was like, I don't know how Duran Duran tops this. I could leave right now, you know. I didn't, and, and they were great. But um, it's funny because like my buddy who went with me in 2015. 
him and his wife, he was like, he was sure he knew no Nile. He's like, I don't even know who Nile Rogers is, dude. But I'm like, well, you'll know all these songs. And literally he was like, dude, I knew every song. He's like, I could leave right now. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I've talked about her on the show before, but I'm going to identify her um, with her tags as well. Alison Martino, she has this really great um, Twitter and Instagram page called Vintage Los Angeles. And she grew up like, like, like we've talked about on the show before, Sergio and I, we both grew up in the Valley and into the business and everything, but she is so well-versed and so ingrained in the, in the, uh, in the community. She has such great videos and, and pictures. She'll do lots of comparisons to here and now, like a, of a venue or whatever. Anyway, she had gone, she's the videos. she's, it's her Duran videos that I was watching. And she, not only did she put those videos up on her Instagram story, but she also put like probably more song, more coverage of Niles' performance before that. And dude, Niles had you know, probably the same thing when you saw him. He had these two amazing female singers singing leads, cover the Diane Ross stuff. And just, it was just fuck so good, dude. And all the chic stuff as well. Really, really, really good. And, like you noted, I think I was more disappointed not going after I saw those covers, those songs, than I was Duran. Because I've seen Duran enough times, but I've never seen Nile live before. And it was just really cool shit. And I was very excited. So if you want to check Allison out, too, it's um, A-L-I-S-O-N-M-A-R-T-I-N-O. That's her name. I think it might be the same thing on Twitter. On Instagram, where you can see all of her videos. And there's a really cool video of her, a picture of her, by the way. It's her and her friend standing getting an autograph from john taylor in 1986 there's and you can see in the background you can see the united airlines logo they're at a terminal lax stalking him there you go <laughs> they got him to sign looks like it looks like uh inside some cassette tapes or whatever that's fucking great so this wasn't this isn't somebody that's just a passing fan like oh it's something to do on friday night no massive fan since she was a teenager so anyway very cool like we are and happen always but yeah, check it out too. If you've never been in Los Angeles before, if you've been to LA before, her Instagram page is so fucking cool because she'll do those comparisons between uh, a landmark and how it looked then and how it looks now. And sometimes, you know, it's just an old picture of a landmark that is no longer, <laughs> it's an empty field now. Right. So yeah, she's a, she's how I first found about Cafe 123 closing down. And then that is possibly was going to come back. Oh, it's open again. I I had coffee there. Yeah, no, but 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 I mean, but like I'm saying, that's how I found out. It was like that it was going to potentially come back, and then it did. Car crashed into the front of it uh, about two weeks ago. Are you kidding me? No, I have photos of it. <laughs> we were back for a week. Boom. I'm kidding. They've been back longer than that. No, they've been back for a while. I mean, yeah. I had breakfast there in like February <laughs> when I got when I, when I got back from Charlotte. Yeah, that's how long ago this movie I've been talking to these people about has <laughs> been going on since. February, still not happening. So funny. It's okay, uh, man. You get a free breakfast, free coffee. All that crazy. All that stuff. Everybody knows that listens to this show and you know that, you know, I'm more of a fan of the Marvel than you are. <laughs> right. I think that's a fair statement. I mean, yeah, I'm not a, yes. Yes. A, a, yes. <laughs> any, any, anyone knows that. Uh, Even people who don't listen to the show. Yeah. I got around to watching uh, the latest Thor movie, which is now on Disney+. Plus. Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, Joey had seen it with Melody back in the theater and whenever it hit two months ago, whatever. It's so boring. <laughs> it's so... Dude. I, 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 for me to say that, it was just Joey said, what'd you think of it? I said, I said, pull up Disney Plus and he pulls it up. He's like, 
the progress bars and you didn't finish the movie. I'm like, no, there you go. That's what I, <laughs> I got an hour and 10 minutes into it. I'm like, this is done. Can't do it anyway. But so true lies is on Hulu. Yep. It's not HD, but it's proper aspect ratio. And it looks, looks a hell of a lot better than my DVD. And I was like, holy shit. And Jerry's like, what? And I said, this, this is like Cameron's second best movie. <laughs> this is like, this movie's a blast. What's his first best movie? Titanic? No. <laughs> I go back and forth between the first T, T2, T1 and Piranha T2. 2. Piranha 2. <laughs> Piranha 2. And, and Terminator 1. Uh, I'll have to say that when it comes to, you know, when we talk about Avatar, I've seen Piranha 2 more than I've seen Avatar. So. I've never seen Avatar. I didn't. I mean, I had already seen but Fern Gully. But it's going to come out again. Go see it. I had already seen Fern Gully. I didn't <laughs> see a reason to see. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, so True Lies in there. It looks pretty good. There's moments in there where it looks like it might be HD, but this is just like the same bullshit we were waiting for in Aliens where Cameron has this thing in his contract where he has to oversee everything. And that's why it took them so long to get that proper Blu-ray for Aliens in that box set years ago. And then, and that's why there's nothing for The Abyss either. And there's just nothing. And it's the same situation. And, you know, he's too busy. Like, you know, <laughs> working on Avatar. Dude, this weekend was D23 where Disney shows off all their shit, right? From, you know, it doesn't, if it's Disney branded, Marvel branded, Star Wars branded, Pixar branded, it's going on and they're going to show it off. It's kind of like their Comic-Con. Yeah. They did a whole thing with Avatar, of course, because it's coming out later in the year and also there to announce the, the re-release coming out in a couple of weeks in a theater. Cast is up there. And what's funny is the there's, there's some young actors that are up on stage with, you know, with the likes of Sigourney Weaver and Zoe Saldano. And you're looking at these kids and like going, you fuckers weren't even alive when the first movie came out. Right. It's it's so it's like going, this, which is, which kind of makes the proves the point of what is it, what has he been doing that he's got actors in this movie that weren't alive when the first one was made. And supposedly when he was working on the sequel, you know, it's weird. I don't, I don't, whatever. doesn't matter. The thing that I found that just struck me funny was more than those young kids being up there was the fact that Cameron wasn't even there. I saw, and I saw captions like describing like who I got, blah, 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 blah. Everybody was there. And then James, but Kirk Cameron was there. He was. Every time you say Cameron, I just, uh, my brain, I don't know why. I don't think of James. I just think of Kirk. Isn't that weird? When, when you say Cameron, I'm like, Kirk Cameron. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the second Kirk Cameron reference in a week. Yeah, right. No, it's, it's going to be a thing. We have to work his name into every episode, every kickstart. Anyway, somewhere we got to work in Kirk Cameron. Ah, uh, shit. Anyway, there's lots of new stuff on on that have that hit the streaming services, like a new limited series. Elvis. I, I, I haven't dove into it yet, but you know, I, I had already seen Elvis, but I liked, yeah. I liked it more. Okay, like Boz Lerman movies, I, I have to digest. Um, I have to see them a couple of times and I liked it more the second time like I did with his other movies. I, I like two of them. I like two of his movies a lot and then the rest of them, and I, I, I could take them or leave them. I, I love but, Moulin Rouge. I love, I, I love Romeo and Juliet. See, Romeo and Juliet was the first one. Swing Kids, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet was the first one of his that I'd seen that I saw and that I enjoyed the first sitting as opposed to the other ones. Because I think it's the music. It's the, it's the the needle drops are like perfection in that the K rock needle drops. Yeah, yeah, man, it, it just works so well. And then the great is they're all new tunes. Well, most of them are new tunes. And dude, right. nothing was bigger on that soundtrack than that garbage song. 
I mean, that, uh, the cardigans tune. No, I'm kidding. Love fool was bigger I'm, than garbage. I'm, Come on, dude. In my life. <laughs> I'm just saying like, maybe at Europe, maybe, maybe if you're ignoring the rest of the world, but I mean, if I heard love fool one more time, I would have run myself into a wall. Well, I mean, K-Rock played the, because I was the thing at that time, I was listening to K-Rock more than I was listening to anything else. And I'm not saying love fool wasn't everywhere, but love, because Love Fool made it on, was on Kiss FM. They played it a lot of places before. Walter it was on K, dude, K-Rock's one that started all. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole the whole album is actually really good. Yeah, did they, was that the, I can't remember. They, they did a volume two on that? I can't remember if they did. Roman that, and Juliet? Yeah. I, I feel like maybe I feel like they, they did. did but <laughs> right, but I feel I like remember. they had to. It was a thing in the late 90s because uh, yeah. I was just talking to somebody about to go back and revisit and something else we had talked uh, dead presidents. Cause there's a dead presidents, you know, and boogie nights did it. Yeah. And, and think about boogie nights to kind of cover such a, uh, you know, span of time too. Right. So they had to like mix it up, but I'm not arguing that all three of those soundtracks don't kill cause they all, they all shred. Well, it's the thing we talked about, like when we, when we did the empire records is like, dude, like in the nineties, man, like soundtracks were always almost better than the movies that they were soundtracks for. Right. right. I mean, right. I mean, we, I do love Rolling and Juliet and I do love dead presidents, but I mean the soundtracks on those movies, man, I probably know the soundtracks more intimately than I know the films. Like I oh, can yeah. recall what's on the soundtracks comes, you know, I know the order, I mean, you know, and the films. Yeah, of course. Dead presidents seen it a bazillion times. I can, it's, quite quotable Romeo and Juliet. But again, movies in the nineties, man, it's with the dude, like all those bands, right? Like we talked about bands trying to get their songs on movies instead of record people trying to buy, you know, 30 year old songs to fucking create nostalgic moments right. that aren't earned. <laughs> or, Oops. or needle dropping in songs. Like that, guardians of the galaxies that, that have nothing to <laughs> needle drop songs that have nothing to do with the scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. See Guardians of the Galaxy. See Guardians of the Galaxy 2. See no. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. No, I, dude, I like all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, they're a bunch of unearned needle drops that don't have anything to do with anything except for like, you know, musical interlude moments to make people forget that they're bored. I'll say the second one is far more tied to the first, to, to the story than the first one. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm just, I'll, I will state that fact. I'm not going back to defending Marvel. I just, I, that no, 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 I'm not. And I'm not bashing Marvel. It's just, it's a, it's a thing. Like I, I it, it was just the easiest example because it's the thing that somebody gave me the soundtrack for guardians one on vinyl. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I haven't, have never opened it. It's still seen. <laughs> oh, great. Cause I'm the one that gave it to you. <laughs> no, you're not. No, no, no. I, if you gave it to me, then I have two. <laughs> I gave because, you one. Unless, because you might still be sitting away. You might still be sitting on my shelf, but I did get one for you. Oh, no. See, the one I have was given to me by like one of the accountants on, I feel like it was on Strangers. Like he's like, oh, you seem like you Oh, no, this is, no, the one that I've got here is the Mondo release. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The, the one, I mean, I, see, it's funny. I don't open, I haven't, I still haven't opened, what is it? The, um, God, why do I always forget? I order the shit out of those things. But the, uh, the Fog uh, LP that I just got. Yeah. And I haven't, I just got the Exorcist one. I probably won't ever open that either. <laughs> I just hold on to him. Yeah, it's weird. Like, like the like the Mondo. I remember you had talked about the Mondo one, but the one I have is just the regular one that I, you know, that I think when uh, Target started selling vinyl, like the accountant was a very nice guy, and he knew I was into vinyl, and he brought in, you know, he's like, "Hey, man, I picked this up for you over the weekend. I was at a record store, and I'm like, dude, you probably just paid thirty five dollars for that. Record. <laughs> it's not worth it. I'm, I'm so I need to go on a 
on a crate dig, dude. I haven't got one in a long time. It's funny. I was talking to Sergio about it because I gave, I gave Sergio some vinyl the uh, last time I saw him. Cause yeah. I, I, sometimes I'll just pick shit up. Like, you know, like when I'm out of state, cause vinyl's so much cheaper depending on where you're at. Like, you know, it, it's super expensive here in LA. No yeah. matter, you know, it's a, a, an album that costs you $5 in, you know, Kentucky costs you $35 here. Yeah. Survivors. Eye of the tiger. <laughs> yeah, please. Now, Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast is like, you know, there's a million of them were printed, but buying it here in LA, it's, you know, at least $20. Ridiculous. And it has a lot to do with how expensive it is to live here and people have to survive. So they're doing that thing. They're, they're Right. Well, you're, it, the rent on your record shop is like yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You know? I've never understood how you can sell enough records to keep one no. of those places open knowing how much they pay for rent. Dude, like my friends that own Atomic Records in Burbank, um, they do. Mo I mean, dude, you go to that place. There's always people in there, but the majority of their business is internet now. Like yeah. they've been there forever, and they they survived the pandemic. It's a great record store. It's small. Um, it's almost so crowded you can hardly walk in there because there's so much stuff. But you know, they they do the majority of their business uh, online. But but man, they've been in that same location for oh god, I started going there in the late '90s. Yeah. So you know, I mean, and that's Burbank, dude. I mean, you, you know. Two record stores, you know, I never thought that we would be out without record stores on Ventura Boulevard, but sure as shit, we are. Right. <laughs> Second spin went out of business. Well, I mean, where's Freak Beat in Sherman Oaks? I can't remember where it's at. It's, uh, it's still open? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, haven't, I just yeah, saw somebody I that went there the other day. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know they were still open either. Um, yeah, Voodoo Records in uh, Newhall shut down. It was only open for like a year and COVID hit and it's gone. It's, I, w I went, to, I went to downtown new hall the other day and I was like, Oh, and I'm, I'm like, Oh, it's closed. <laughs> like all the signage and shit. So, but it's like empty. Yeah. Freak like, beat that happen. It's still there. Yeah. Freak beat. If you're, if you're, uh, it's on Ventura and between Ventura, it's just, uh, what, just East of Woodman on Ventura. Yeah, it's still yeah that's a place. I mean, I go to, I mean, I, when I go crate digging, dude, I go to like to, I, I got a, I, I, I do a whole, I find oh, no, places it's, it's that many, I gotta drive to and many go to. places. Yeah, many places. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't. I don't go to any place that's like where I'm gonna know I'm gonna pay fifteen dollars for a five dollar record. <laughs> you gotta go like to Whittier. No way. When I go in digs, I hit a lot of places. And right now, with the heat being what it is, I'm not going anywhere. Well, yeah, it's not good for your vinyl. <laughs> I've never, yeah, I've never gone on a dig and not gone to like, like at least like eight places. Like some in the valley, some in West LA, and I mean, I Torrance. I'll go down Torrance sometimes. I don't think Torrance has anything anymore. But like you're saying, <laughs> Whittier, Downey, you have to go there out there now for stuff. Um, and it sucks now because it, the hot spots used to always be, or a good spot, I should say, hot spot. It's a hot spot now, but a good spot before was to hit garage sales. And if you didn't hit that in the first ten minutes, you're fucked. Oh yeah, because somebody would, somebody just scoop up. They wouldn't even look what you got. They just offer anything, all the money up for a whole, the whole lot, and get the fuck out. Yeah, man, you used to be able to just pick up a whole crate for fucking ten bucks. Yeah, so wow, I don't, just like that. <laughs> for that 30, and just like that, we're at thirty minutes. The rear view mirror rewind for the week. My what I watched this week during the heat wave, didn't sleep. Was uh, I watched Twilight? Not Twilight with sparkly vampires, but Robert Benton's uh, 1998 detective opus, Twilight, starring Paul Newman, Susan Sarandon, Gene Hackman, Reese Witherspoon, 
James Garner and Stocker Channing, not to mention Lee Schreiber in an early role and Giancarlo, Giancarlo Esposito, Jason Clark. Yeah, barely recognized him. Love that movie, dude. <laughs> I love this movie. It's such a throwback. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, if you're familiar with uh, Harper or uh, The Drowning Pool. Exactly. I was going it, to say, it's, 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 it's something Paul Newman would have done back in the day. Yeah, this is Newman like on his fifth comeback, right? This is, right. and I had the pleasure of actually, I was working on at Raleigh Studios on 12 Angry Men and they were shooting Twilight on the lot at the same time. And I actually got to meet Paul Newman and James Garner because they came down to stage to meet George C. Scott, who basically I uh, was like his personal attache. Right. <laughs> like I was a prop guy, but I, I had to make sure that George got back and forth to his stage, to his trailer. Uh, you know, I basically just made sure he got whatever he needed. I was standing with George and Paul Newman and James Garner came into the stage and I literally had, I fucking couldn't even speak. My fucking mouth went dry. I was like, <laughs> turned into a fucking total idiot. Yeah. I mean, at least I got my hand out there. I didn't, here's the best thing about it is I couldn't say anything. So I didn't say anything stupid. <laughs> but this was, this is a great movie, man. It's fun. It's, it's got all the sort of tropes, the detective tropes. And you know you got a group of pros here. I mean, every oh, yeah. and everybody's everybody's yeah, like yeah. at the top of their game. Uh, no, it's on Pluto right now. Harper, by the way, is on HBO Max because after I watched this, I went down the sort of rabbit hole and now I've queued up Harper because I hadn't seen Harper in a while. So I'm gonna work my way back and check out Harper, which is on HBO Max. But Twilight's free right now on Pluto TV. So if you haven't seen it or even haven't seen it in a long time and you just want uh, a little something to chew on, uh, check it out, man. 1998s. Twilight, Robert Benton. What's well, so you want to follow? If you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at Karate Pod. Same on the Instagram and Letterbox. If you want to follow Corey on Letterbox, it's Corey underscore Culp. Or if you want to support the show on Patreon and check out that Paul Newman list when we have that up in the next week, that's patreon.com slash KITG podcast. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram or at Frank Galvin on Letterbox. It's Frank Galvin on Letterboxd. <laughs>